Well, we have a weekly podcast and we need cash now. Go to patreon.com slash bamfcast. Patreon.com slash bamfcast. Alright, welcome to the Bamfcast Variety Hour. Hey, Episode fourteen of this still we're doing a weird weird thing. Not our normal show. So how is it only fourteen, yet it is also so many that it is fourteen? Yeah. Huh. The word. That's deep, man. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, really makes man. you think. <laughs> that's a that's a way homer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah, so I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. Yeah. And as I said, we're not going to do what we normally do, but though we did pick a homework movie this week and all actually watch it. So that hasn't happened too many times, but it's been a while. Yeah. Uh, and that movie is we watched the the Netflix movie, The Old Guard, that everyone is talking about. Yes, it's all the rage. It is a rage. <laughs> I mean, people are, are really want for content right now. So, you know, dropping a fairly sizable action movie mm-hmm. in the comfort of your home is worth talking about i guess so was this one gonna be an actual theater release or was it always a netflix thing it feels like it was always a netflix thing just from the the scale i mean it just it seems like that's their new thing of like hey get a marquee star and a bunch of solid second people that you don't really recognize from too many things Mm -hmm. and and make this you know make this thing i mean it's it's kind of the extraction model you know Mm -hmm. yeah and I'm I'm kind of fine with this being the scale going forward. Like I mean I'm just off the bat. I mean I'm I'm okay with this movie. I mean I didn't think it was amazing, game changing, like the best new thing ever. But it's a solid movie. <laughs> I mean it's a this solid is where, action movie. Well, we've been wanting you know that that B tier movie feed for a while, and I think this is where it, where they're all going to come from is from you know like Netflixes and Hulu originals and all that um but mm-hmm. uh i'll just start off with i really liked it i i want more um i want more i of think this you're universe. going to get more so i mean yeah. i think that's the plan is like they're they're launching these things with these like open ended like ah, eh, did you like it because we can definitely make more you know so that's what that's just yeah. what these feel like like spencer movie even you know like mm-hmm. all these it's just like if you like it mm-hmm. we'll do more you know yeah, it it felt like one of those good long TV movie pilots. Yeah, you know, it's a big budget pilot, basically. Yeah, big budget pilot. Um, and I just, it's kind of silly. Um, like it's not a great movie. It's not you know life changing cinema, but I really enjoyed it. It was, um, maybe the fact that it's better than I expected it would be, being you know kind of just like a ah uh, here's a Netflix original. Um, but I just really like the universe they created and how they did it. Um, I just, it's Charlize Theron, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, I hope they're able to retain her. Uh, I don't imagine that they will, but I, well, I mean, I don't, I don't want to do like a spoiler, full spoiler review type of thing, unless you guys do. I don't care really. I'm just, I don't think we need to do like a mm. plot by plot thing, but no, no, well, no. I mean, we guess we should probably, if we want to get into spoilery territory, which I will just 
I would just say that like it's it's open enough that like she could come back, but also like could come back in a reduced capacity, and it would also work for the story and not be like a oh well we just couldn't get her for very long. You know, like they left it in that way. Yeah. You know, so it's like it would make sense thematically and budgetarily that it's like yeah she's like if it were you know a series or a series of movies that she's now bumped down to like fifteen percent participation. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it would it would perfectly work for what they've set up in this universe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and that would be fine. Mm-hmm. I just think that like her, um, sort of charisma or anti charisma in this movie, uh, kind of it drives it along pretty well. Um, that I've seen everything. I'm tired of this shit. Sort of, you know, thousand yard stare occasionally really works for the feeling of that uh, of the movie. So I don't I don't have a lot to say about it. Other than like what I've already said, I think this was based on like a a comic or a novel yeah, or a series. Yeah, it's like yeah. an image image comic. It yeah, it's an image feeling. comic. It's got like two volumes. So there's really only been like two storylines so far. But the guy who wrote that wrote the screenplay for this one. Okay, cool. Yeah, it almost. Yeah. I mean, it, it sounds like it. I don't know the backstory. But this sounds like kind of one of those things where it's like I'll just get it out in the ether because like people are picking up comics left and right for adaptations i just maybe sounds like maybe you didn't even want to do a comic long term just like hey this, i have this cool idea anyone want to roll with it <laughs> you know like here's mm-hmm. a you know sort of like i mean that honestly that seems like a pretty good way to like get a treatment out there in the ether you know just like like uh, i don't know like here's this cool idea like you could adapt it and pay me and <laughs> yeah i mean it's kind of like that because the first one it looks like i'm looking at the collected editions the first one that came out in 2017 mm-hmm. and then the newest one was this year and there's only been two yeah <laughs> so it seems like one of those image deals where he's just like he just kind of drops back in and goes all right let's do another storyline sure yeah yeah so yeah i mean I'm... which i'm fine with that because that means you've had time to think up a story and it's not like oh shit deadline what do we do yeah, I mean, I think a lot of indie comics have kind of gone that, like, it's not strict deadline, like, monthly issue type thing. Just, like, get us mm-hmm. a good issue and we'll put it out. <laughs> you know, it's like, I think they're just, they're kind of of that opinion of quality over quantity mm-hmm. now, so. But, yeah, I, I, like I said, this is this is a solid enough start of a movie that I would watch more. And, I mean, on the surface, like, you could very easily say this is this is the female John Wick that everyone thought Atomic Blonde was going to be. Because, like, Atomic Blonde has some kick-ass moments, but it's like five, ten minutes worth of hardcore action and, like, most of it's just espionage stuff, <laughs> you know, and this is, like... Well, that's kind of this one. I don't know, like, but, but I mean... There's not that much action in this movie, really. It really isn't. I, I There's mean, only, like, three scenes. Okay. And well, granted, the one at the end is extended, so yeah. that's good, but... Yeah. But, I mean, like, you know, when the action scenes happen... I mean, okay, it's not, maybe it's still not the pace of a John Wick. I mean, few things are going to have that frantic pace, but, I mean, like, mm-hmm. the, the execution style fighting with which they do because like every single shot in this movie i think is a headshot that's not to a main character it is precision murdering going on (laughs) i mean it's like you know other people will take like shoulder shots and things like that but it's like Mm -hmm. everyone else is like you are getting a headshot and you're getting a headshot (laughs) you know everyone check under your sheet there's a headshot they've been practicing for hundreds of years right that's one of the things about that i kind of feel like this movie does well as opposed to a lot of other movies like and john wick does it well also but like the painful realities of a gunfight like if you get shot you're going down most of the time like getting shot isn't something that you shrug off mm-hmm. um 
Even when you're wearing a bulletproof vest. Even when you're wearing a bulletproof vest. A lot of movies really love that particular thing, like getting shot with a bulletproof vest and he looked like you die. But um, <laughs> there aren't many people who, with the exception of the main characters, who um, recover. I don't yeah, know I was, if there's I was anybody say, should that we, recovers we... from a tell the basic plot wound. i don't think there's any sp- thing spoilery about telling you the basic overall plot of this is that well i mean because hang on well okay let, let, let me say this let, all right let me let me say if you don't want to know anything about this movie skip ahead about five minutes sure. because okay. i i got a couple of specific things to say about it because like going into this i knew literally nothing about it i knew that charlie's their own was in it and that was it okay so when it started i was like oh is this a time loop movie because that's what the dialogue is suggesting and then, like, they go into their their mission with all these old school weapons, and I'm like, "Is that their thing? They they just murder people with, like battle axes and shit? That's going to be the the hook of this movie?" And then when the thing prevents pre- presents itself that they're immortals, I was like, "Oh shit, I'm on board with this. This is rad." Now the movie lost me five minutes later, but up until that point, I was super stoked by this. I think I probably like this movie the least out of all of us, but. I'm just I'm just a seething ball of rage right now, and I don't like anything. So, uh, I'm not really judging this movie yet. I just as soon it was just as soon it was as it was presented like oh, the guy from the Incredible Hulk is chasing them, and he knows everything but can't quite catch them. And then it's a big pharma guy who's I the, I have the I've Dursley never... kid from Harry Potter. Yeah, I have never Still got the weird ears. I've never ever felt more murderous rage for a character in recent memory than I have this guy. Mm-hmm. Like I immediately wanted to reach into the screen and murder him myself. You're like, talking about the pharma dude basically? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, well, he was doing a great job then. I guess he was, he was an effective bad guy. Cause my God, I fucking hated every second he was on screen. Um, I, I don't think the soundtrack is very good. The soundtrack sounds like a Forza horizon soundtrack. It doesn't really work with the action. It's kind of this poppy, mm-hmm. like, you know, rave festival kind of stuff. And I just don't think it gels with, with the stuff that's, that's happening. Um, I, I kept fixating on one really stupid thing, which is if like when they get shot and like bullets and shit are being pushed out of their body, how are they wearing earrings? I thought the same thing. I guess she never takes them out and it just heals well, around the earring. Or maybe the they new- were pierced before they became immortal and that sticks. I, I don't know. I mean, it vampire just... vampire rules, basically, you know. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't notice any earrings. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm... Charlize has like a half yeah. dozen of them. I, I just uh, mean like, you know, the idea of like, you know, the interview of the vampire, like if you get turned into a vampire as a kid, you're sure. a kid forever. I'm just saying like maybe if you're pre ear pierced, you're good. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. I mean, like the lore of this is that you reach a certain age and then all of a sudden, oh, you're immortal. That's you stop aging from that. Point. Is it, so maybe maybe that's true. It... Is that's, it like that's what I was about to say? Is like the basic plot because we we are it's really unclear. Yeah, like, I think and I think they're being cagey on on purpose because like they it's not they're they are immortal warriors that just like one day like you said they I don't think they necessarily say they died they just became immortal but like the the new person that are recruit to this organization or club or whatever you want to call it you know dies to find out that they're immortal. I don't think they explicitly say that happened to the other people. Did they? I don't know. No, I, I think it's just they reach a certain age and then stop aging. Sure. Well, okay. Because because a couple of them are very, not like lifetime ages, but just 
I, in no, I, I don't think age, they were like immortal from like birth. I think it was like no, no, no. That, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying they yeah. just. They, I'm not talking about the immortality part of it at all. I'm just saying like they they grow to a certain age and then stop. Yeah, yeah. They they no longer age past a certain point, but it's not the same age for everybody. Is what I'm saying because the the group is different ages. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both in terms of like the actors portraying them and the length of time that they've been immortal. So, I mean, because, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. But and I got to admit, as soon as they introduced a character like, oh, it's a new immortal who just realized she's immortal. I was like, oh, <laughs> because yeah, now I, we got to go through the whole like, no, I don't like you. <laughs> I, what's happening to me? You know, just like all the bullshit that like I just. I, I, that, that was this. I was just like, I just want to see these dudes kicking ass. I don't want to see them fucking convincing someone to join them and training her and all that bullshit. Yeah, like I just, I, I could not care about any of that. And it, it very much took on a tone of an early Marvel movie. Yeah, uh, where I was just like, no, I don't need that. Just give me this squad of people doing cool shit and give me flashbacks that are relevant to what they're doing. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting, but yeah, it just started. It's like they had this incredible concept, and then it was just like, okay, how do we make movie things happen? Yeah, they, like it's like I, I know the guy who wrote the comic wrote it, but it's just like you could see studio notes or something saying, uh, we need a point of entry character. You know, mm-hmm. we have to explain everything to the audience, so you need that character to do it. And it's like, no, you don't. You really don't. Like, we get it. They don't die. They don't know why. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, just fucking go murder things. And, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then they proceed to not do that for the majority of the movie. <laughs> and and I, and the thing about that, about that character, too, is it's just like, she's like, no, I don't want to be in this world where killing is all you guys do. And then immediately changes her mind and just starts murdering everybody. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, that was a, a good crisis of conscience that lasted until you found an empty magazine and <laughs> then you're like, Oh, guess it's murder time. Thanks. Chiwetel at the four for helping me murder. I don't get that guy's motivation either. I, I, I get it. Like, like his, his, his whole storyline worked all right for me, but it seemed it like was... up to a point it made sense. And then it was just like, wait, what? Cause he was like, my wife died and that's not fair. And it's like, yeah. And, and then he was <laughs> like, you guys live forever. And it's like, Okay, and <laughs> yeah, and and I feel like the movie could have been so much more if if more of it, like because there's so many of them that were just like, man, it really sucks to live forever. God, you know, and it's like, fuck you. But the speech the guy gives her when he's like, you don't want to talk to your family because they're going to resent you because they're going to get sick, they're going to get old, they're going to die. Like that whole scene is really good, and I was like, if you're going to be all morose about living forever, give me more of this type of gravity stuff that actually you know conversations that matter but that's not like the entire what, part you're talking about that they're not fighting that's the whole rest of the movie is explaining their reasons for having their eternal ennui <laughs> you know that's the entire point of this movie existing basically you know I, I don't know it's just yeah I, I don't know I, I just it didn't it just did it was it was alright and the action is just you know it's I felt like it was a lot of chop chop modern editing and well, and I, just, I feel like Pharma Guy's plan too of get the secret juice and then sell it to everybody is fucking stupid because one, if everyone's immortal, the planet's fucked. Second, yeah. no dipshit. You would just take it yourself and live forever. You don't need money, idiot. 
<laughs> yeah. And, and I was really hoping for them to like come up, you know, like have your watchmen thing where it's like you figured out a serum and I'm the one who's going to take it first. And mm-hmm. then like, you know, explodes or some stupid shit. But yeah. I mean, I was satisfied with how that how his storyline was resolved. Oh, yes. So <laughs> yeah. Like, um, like, and, and it's funny because I told Jen, I'm like, oh, I, I can tell you what's going to happen to this dude by the end. <laughs> and that happened to that dude. Not quite how I expected, but pretty much how I expected. Yeah. I think, like, the whole point of that character was, like, exactly what we've experienced with Pharma Bros, which mm-hmm. is, like, these people don't care about the actual life-saving part of it they don't see the forest for the trees or the trees for the forest uh, Mm -hmm. for that matter they're just concerned about making a buck off of selling you know some sort of medicine whatever it is Mm -hmm. to people like yeah and it definitely it they're just consumed with wealth yeah it distills down that philosophy too of like well they're not people they're just you know customers you know, in the in the way that he treats the ones that they eventually capture. Yeah, and I don't yeah. think I don't think they were trying to extract the immortality to sell to people. They were just like, if we can get the Wolverine gene out of these people, then like we can cure cancer and everything because it's like, whoop, just healed itself. Well, yeah, you know, I and don't we think can it was make like money off of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, and I think that's like why the Chiwetel Ejiofor character existed because it was like he he was in it like okay, I have the military expertise and you know, a personal stake of my wife going through ALS. And then it's, but you know, like, but when he was realizing it's like, Oh, not just like, Hey, get these people and extract their blood. And like, we'll make magical serums. Mm -hmm. This guy was like, I'm going to dissect them and torture them in forever. And he's like, what? No, like I wasn't on board with that, you know? Mm -hmm. So I I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I buy, I buy his motivation more than anybody's. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, like like his storyline worked for me because when it started out, I was like, Oh man, they got to fucking murder that guy. (laughs) And by the end of it, I was like, all right, he, he got in over his head. He didn't realize who he was getting in bed with, you know, that sort of thing. That, that stuff worked for me, but yeah, it just seemed where like he had the big bulletin board of like he watched every A team episode and was like, look at all the good these guys have done, and then was like, now send in the guys who are chasing the A team to arrest them and kill them. It's like, no guy, that really doesn't yeah. make with your your whole pegboard of look at throughout history all of the good that they've done. I don't I don't think it was inferred that like he had that prior to his hunt of them, <laughs> you know, like. You know, I think maybe I don't know. I don't think, think he was like mm-hmm. maybe unless he went to the farmer bro and was like, I have this theory about these immortal warriors. I mean, maybe that's how, it, maybe that was how it was exposed. I don't know. I feel I like it, that's the thing is like enough of this is open enough for interpretation without. I don't. I just think for like a general comic book style popcorn movie, this thing is fine. I just I don't think. Oh it yeah, it's bears, totally fine. I don't think it like bears too much overanalyzation because like it's. I mean, I to me like this is. This was this felt more like oh okay like this is that high concept thing that like underworld or something that just usually turns shitty because you gave it to <laughs> shitty directors and it's just going to look like yeah. the CG nightmare. This was like okay you know this is like more in the Hellboy vein of like we're going to try to take something that's kind of goofy and do our best with it you know and mm-hmm. that's that's kind of how I looked at it is like yeah I, I guess few- I just wish I found myself wishing it was more fun than it ended up being. Oh it definitely has some tonal weirdness because I mean our audience cipher character like goes through some shit <laughs> like and i mean you know and, and <laughs> yeah. you know and like and, and some of the other characters i mean they talk about some awful dark things and that you have to like you know put yourself in their shoes and it's like jesus you know like anyway, yeah like know, like the the, yeah, the eternal suffering the, type shit you know yeah the, the gwen character yeah. like the shit mm-hmm. that they do to her is like oh my god yeah. like 
Yeah. You know? So I mean, but yeah. it would it would matter more if we hadn't watched Torchwood recently, where it's like, yeah, there's basically that same thing was in Torchwood. Yeah, there was a lot of a lot of this to me was like, yeah, Torchwood did that already. But then I have mm-hmm. to remember nobody fucking watched Torchwood. But yeah, you know, it's like I watching a lot of this. I was just like just go just call captain jack just get him in here and he can he can slide in and explain all the shit in two seconds Mm -hmm. and just be like you're cool like me now let's go have an adventure Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah um yeah i i appreciate she brought back her eon flux haircut yeah (laughs) yeah i I just um she wanted to speak to the manager of life (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i i mean I'll probably if if another one comes out on Netflix, of course I'll probably watch it. But sure. it's like, I guess I, I'm also kind of like, I can't wait for things to move away from that look, because it's almost like they have a house style like of Netflix movies or, or like action movies, I should say, because like the soundtrack and you know the the way it's shot and just all of it is like just like this action movie template that exists now. And I'm ready for things to move away from that. Maybe that's like why I gravitate towards Kingsman so much because it looks completely different from that sort of shit. And, you know, it just, it feels like this setting got plugged into the action movie mid-grade template. And Mm. I'm ready to move away from that look now. (laughs) Like, I don't want to go back to the born, you know, born supremacy, shake the camera all over shit. But, you know, I do... Like, I'm ready to move move past the way these movies look. Yeah, but but yeah, I mean it's it's all right. But I I mean I if we're going actual jocks, I'd probably say it's like a two jocks movie to me. It's it's a B tier action movie. You know, I mean it, it's it's that kind of thing that you would get in the '80s that would come out on a weekend that something huge came out. Mm-hmm. You know, like Ghostbusters, Gremlins, and this. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, that that movie made six million dollars. No one really talks mm-hmm. about it, but like, oh, it's coming out on Blu-ray. It's pretty cool. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's that kind of thing. And I don't think it's it's going to get lost or forgotten or anything. It's just, oh, it will it, because it's on Netflix, so it'll get buried big time. Well, I, I think there are more eyes on it now because of our we have no other movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so that might help it down the line and, and franchise it better. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's yeah, honestly, I feel like this is a pretty solid plan of like getting extraction and this and these things out at this mm-hmm. time to like, are you invested? Like series? Yeah. Can we keep going? <laughs> like, do you want well, this? We're going to get a gap at some point of yeah, just oh, like, absolutely, yeah. uh, these services don't have anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm just, I, I'm amazed at production schedules. Like as, as this stuff keeps dripping out, it's like, well, how long has this been done? You know, and how many other yeah. movies have like just like a week's left of work left to do or that kind of thing? It, it's going to be it just interesting to watch all these things ramp back up to see. Well, I mean, yeah. I I haven't seen like any official announcements, but I feel like there's like six Pixar movies in the works right now. Like, I mean, I just well, feel like I keep seeing something like and I'm like, is that another like coming sometime <laughs> Pixar movie? Like, and I, I can't even keep them straight anymore because, I mean, honestly, the caring about Pixar meters has gone way down from where it once was. But I, I can see like animation because it's like, yeah, everybody can work on that wherever, you know, <laughs> the, the voice yeah. artists, if we send them mm-hmm. a kit, can record that at home. Like, yeah, they could they could be pumping out animated movies forever. Render so. that in the cloud. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, really, you can nowadays, <laughs> just about. So I know. Yeah. I mean, or you know, remote access to the data center. I mean, just drop your files in there and let it turn away while you're not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I was just I see like animation being like, oh yeah, start cranking that out because we can make that anywhere. I'm kind of surprised we haven't seen a whole lot more. Yeah. Would yeah, because I mean, I've seen like these like <laughs> behind the scenes like voice actor things. They send them this like kit, you know, like they send them this like little like soundproof little booth thing, and you know, mm-hmm. it's all like. They have a, like a whole shipping system that they're like, yeah, send, send them that. They do the thing, yeah. send it back. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine just bought. This is only vaguely related, but it reminded me of it. <laughs> and it's really cool. Um, a friend of mine bought a small recording booth for his apartment, for his tiny L.A. apartment. Mm-hmm. And it's like a it's like a four by four booth that you can sit in. That's like six, you know. Yeah, they almost look like voting booths. You know, yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or phone booths, you just if you remember those. <laughs> pile all your... What? Yeah. Pile all your equipment in it and, you know, record in a private studio within your weird, small L.A. apartment. Mm-hmm. I bet so. you there are dozens of people doing that in L.A. right this second. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> At any given time, there are probably 5,000 people in L.A. in tiny recording booths trying to make their magnum opus. But Right. There, there was a, uh, if we're done talking about the old guard, there was a softball segue there, but I don't know if BJ is going to bite on it or not because we didn't discuss what movies we watched before we started doing this. He, he was oh. saying like the, the action style of the Bourne supremacy, and I'm... Oh, yeah, no. I'm, no, okay, all right. You go ahead. Cause no, I no, 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 I'm, I'm going to save it for when you watch it. I, I, that's, okay. Yeah, I, 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 in anticipation of... He continuing the porn journey. I watched this, rewatched the second one, and well, I watched the first one and the second one just to get caught up because it's been a number of years, and I don't mind rewatching the board identity at all. But mm-hmm. yeah, I gotta gotta say I I hate the way supremacy is directed even more now than I did Aww. way back when. It's somehow worse. So, oh, yes, yeah. sad to hear. But I, movie's um, good. Like watch watch the movie though. Like what's mm. happening is cool. I just hate everything about how it's directed. So I do have a a. a back traced segue though okay um speaking of netflix house style Hmm. um, i watched another netflix joint uh but this time a series um i watched warrior nun which was also another one of these like where'd this come from uh is based on a graphic novel or a book or something um (laughs) warrior nun has a similar like no i don't want to be the hero i don't want to be part of your group i don't want to be what i am but okay fine i'll be part of what you are uh but it at least takes you know takes place over the course of you know eight episodes um it's kind of like take this in all the right ways it's kind of like a western not a western not like a yeehaw western um but a westernized live action anime sort of ah. idea no not in the, not in like the bad way just in that like it's got a <clears throat> it's like got a, a sucker re- punch way or the better way <laughs> <laughs> um in in a better way than sucker punch but in kind of that like it, it's got that feel of like a strange concept like it's a sect of a secret sect of nuns that fight demons 
and there's a chosen one that has an angel's halo uh, implanted into them. And across, you know, thousands of years, they have fought against the evil in the world. Um, and all of a sudden, there's a new one. Oh, okay. Want to, yeah. Um, and she's saying she don't want none of that? <laughs> she don't want none, yeah. Okay. She she becomes a nun on the run, as a mm. matter of fact. Mm. Um, so she just wants to be a regular nun. She should get back yeah. in the habit. <laughs> yeah. Well, she she don't want to be a... She doesn't... She wants none of that. Mm-hmm. She is not a nun to begin with. She's... Um, she doesn't want nuns, hun. Yes. <laughs> um, but... As goofy and kind of cliche as it is at some points with its, you know, with its sort of, I don't want to be part of this. You're forcing me to be, I, I want to be something else. I want to be. Want to be a normal nun? A, Does she not want to be a nun at all? Oh, no, she a... doesn't want to be a nun at all. Okay. She doesn't want to, she wants nothing to do with any of it. She yeah. just wants to be normal. Um, but she's thrust into this situation. Um so for all the cliche that that is, I really enjoy the lead actress um, and a few of the like. There's a there's a priest who, of course, there's a priest in charge of the um, what in charge of the <laughs> sect, right? Um, Swerve. But I really enjoy that actor. I don't know any of their names because it's all I recognize none of them. Um, but they all look like people. <laughs> You know, they all kind of just look like another actor or actress that you've seen before. So they're all kind um, of conventional. Yes. Um, the lead actress looks like Ellen Page with about uh, with a normal person's amount of forehead. Um, oh, so like a not that. Head. Yeah. <laughs> Ellen Page has like a five head, five yeah. and a half head. That this girl has a normal forehead. Um, <laughs> It's not meant to be as disparaging as, as it actually sounded once it came out of my mouth. Because oh no, you hate this lady. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I, 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 this lady's she's great. I, I like her. You know, it's Ellen Page. He doesn't like. I like her whole. Yeah. Get no, yeah. 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 Ellen, it's Ellen Page that I'm viciously insulting. Right. Um, okay. Fair enough. But I don't. I don't mean to be insulting to to Ellen Page. Um, but yeah. So the lead actress, the priest, and there are a couple of the other nuns that I that I really really like um, and it it's a pretty good looking if dark and somewhat you know bland color palleted movie or series but I watched the I watched the whole series in maybe two or three days it got its hooks in me and I really want more like I want I want people to watch it so that Netflix continues to make more of it because it's it's done all the setup in this season for like, okay, everything's, we have the whole, we got all the, you know, all the exposition out of the way, got all the world building out of the way. Um, now let's start seeing, you know, now give me the stories based around um, all let's of this some, that you've created. Some yeah. non-worrying. Yes. <laughs> but that that's pretty much it. I, I really enjoyed it and go out and watch it if anything i sound i described to you sounds interesting at all word there's some there's some good sword stuff and like it's it's swords and guns set in like near future um so netflix getting the sword budget yeah yeah (laughs) 
fairly big sword budget too. This they have a glowing sword in this one. So. Like they open up a storage locker from Canon or something. We're just like, hey, swords! <laughs> <laughs> Let's make a movie. Yeah. <laughs> one of the one of the like mid middle managers got into that um, storage unit auction thing and ended up buying out uh, you know half a dozen yeah. Canon film storage lockers or something. Man. So many swords. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I guess if we're talking about Netflix series, I'll talk about one because I, I think I mentioned that I had started watching Maniac, but I had not talked about finishing it. The limited series thing that's from the uh, soon-to-be Bond director, uh, Carrie Joji Fukunawa, isn't it? Fine. I know I just fucked that up. That was off the top of my head. Uh-huh. But, yes. It's a... It's a series, a limited series with a uh, um, uh, fuck Jonah Hill and um, Emma Stone. <laughs> wow, just watch this and names went out of my head. Uh, that is a series. Oh, the that... stars of Superbad. Yeah, yes, they reunited. Uh, oh. That is a series that fucking goes places. Like, if you are a fan of, I don't know. Like, I can't even like. I that's the kind of thing is like I can't even think of like what to say. If you like this, you should watch this. It's so fucking random, um, but great too. Like, like I highly recommend you watch it. I'm just telling you that series goes weird ass places. It's it starts and you're like, okay, I, I think I know what this is about. You don't know what it's about. <laughs> it's just it's one of those. Like it's kind of like like maybe not quite as Russian dolls is kind of even more like normal than this. <laughs> like this just goes some wacky ass places and does some wacky ass things by the end but it's damn damn good and uh yeah just like it's it's just one of those like supporting cast things where it's just like you're just looking around like damn like that's cool um yeah like sally fields in it justin Theroux. fuck i i don't even remember who all shows up it's mm-hmm. it's it's a decent amount of people where you're like damn that's cool but yeah it's uh it's a it's a mind fuck kind of movie i'm just warning you if like you don't like one of those where you're like i don't know what's real and what isn't kind of things you're probably not going to enjoy this <laughs> but yeah like given the medium of like what the show allows them to do like they get to do like fantastical crazy like go over here into this completely different type of show and setting and characters for an episode because it actually makes sense within the confines of what's happening in the show so you'll just get this like random episode where it's just like almost like almost like Atlanta where it's just like wow, what is this episode going to be? Like, this is a completely atypical to all the other ones. It's, it's that kind of nature. Like, every episode you start, you're like, what's going to happen in this one? I have no idea. <laughs> so it's it's fun in that way. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, fans of, like, Twin Peaks-ish kind of weirdness, I guess, maybe? I don't know. It's probably even less structured than that <laughs> by the end. But, yeah, it's, it's fucking great, mm. though. And it's another thing that was, like, should have gotten more traction and exposure, but Netflix was like, here it is. Okay, Shuffle it on down. It's gone now. Sure. Yeah, but it's solid. And I, and I don't think it's like a thing that's going to have anymore. It's a truly like, you know, true detective style, like fucking here it is, which is another thing you worked on. So I'm <laughs> just saying it's, it's a, you know, crazy weird ass series and I highly recommend it. Hmm. Yeah. Um, All right. I, think of stuff? I want to interject one thing real quick since we're, since we're on the topic of Netflix. I don't know if we've, spoken about it on the show yet but um the floor is lava 
is yeah, a we did, yeah did you guys okay last week just a little we bit okay no you were not okay. here so no, lay it on this. us <laughs> let's, um, hear, let's hear your take on there were some differing takes <laughs> on the floor being lava mm-hmm. i'm showing no emotion um the floor is lava is an awesome premise like an awesome premise with really cool sets and a really like it's it harkens back to those like 90s nickelodeon shit um like um and stuff like legends of the hidden temple and um there with mark summers double dare a little bit um guts like it reminds yeah. me a lot of guts um but it is absolutely 100% failed by the first set of contestants that they have, which are the most grating pieces of shit on the planet, and also the host, who sucks and should go away forever. He's one of those guys from New American Top Gear who sucks. Is Rutledge Wood, I think? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. That's how much That's how much I hate him. I remember his name because he sucks, and he should go away. Bring back Mark Summers. Mark Summers isn't doing anything. He could imagine yeah, the people would actually want to meet Mark Summers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not Rutledge Wood. Who cares? Who gives a shit about you? Rutledge Wood? Also, yeah. listen, those three, like the mom and two kids, I would push them in literal lava if I had to <laughs> see did, them in person. Did you? I hate did you, them. Did you power past them though? No, I hate them. I stopped watching it. Like okay. I didn't even watch. He them did the same thing I did. The, the first, exact same thing. They didn't even finish the first. Uh, the first room hmm. i just oh there's just shut one room. it off it's just one room that's okay. it if they make it across they just bring the... a new crew in next room yeah okay like the rooms right. only change between episodes like i got so you. Yeah, okay i didn't uh, watch we'll, the second set of people because yeah we'll repeat what we said last week or at least what harlow said because he enjoyed it i yes he ish. said <laughs> there's an episode that has the flight attendants that we should watch go to that one first okay and that it seems like among the worst contestants they chose was that family. I, I believe so, yes. I, the crazy thing is, like, there are other contestants I absolutely hate, and but there's some schadenfreude for some of them. And other ones, like I said, I had this pivot switch for, for ones that I just immediately ch- turned on. By the end, I was, like, on their side. It's it's the weirdest show to me. Hmm. I, I watched the whole goddamn thing. And I would watch more. I, I, it, it's a sickness. I realize this, but I would absolutely Even watch more. Even with Rutledge fucking wood, Rutledge has he, all of the charisma he, of a piece of driftwood. He, wood. he, he, every, he does every pun you would expect someone to do, but every once in a while there was one that I can't tell if it was great or so bad that it just broke me that I don't totally hate him. I will agree with you on certain contestants. Certain contestants can die in the actual lava. But he doesn't. I, he doesn't fully grate on me yet. He, they could do better. They, absolutely, I would not be sad if they replaced the host. But he had one or two things that actually made me kind of laugh. So, okay, yeah. I well, your your sense of humor is twisted and stupid. Yes, different to mine sometimes. <laughs> like a lot of the time, we're on the same page. But uh-huh. but you. Go off me, the deep end sometimes. Do you want me to give you the example of the one that actually broke me? Because, I mean, it's probably no. not going to break anyone else. It's so fucking stupid. Well, it, but it's I'm just out saying, of context here. So. 
I can explain it very easily. The, one of them, one of the floors, I believe they call it the planetarium, which is not part of a house, but they have a planetarium one, and it's just all space shit, and they have an Apollo capsule in the middle, which replaces the, I don't know if you saw the pyramid with the shitty yes. family. Okay, so it's kind of like, the, it's the same similar thing to the pyramid, um, but it's just sitting there, it looks like the Apollo capsule, and people don't know that it rocks like a bell, <laughs> so people like jump to it and don't expect it to give and just fly backwards into the fucking lava so this one crew was doing this and there, there was one of the contestants name was Jawan, and so he leapt for it hit it slid off slid up backwards and he actually goes that's Jawan's small step for man <laughs> i was like fuck you but also yes <laughs> so pretty good yeah pretty good the writers yeah. did a good job yeah so <laughs> i'm just saying that was the one i was like all right you got me <laughs> That's pretty good. I like yeah. that. I do. Yeah. I do find that mm-hmm. humorous. Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, yes, That's the worst, the, probably the worst contestants by far were the very first ones that they put on the show. And as I said last week, I don't think they put any thought into like putting better contestants or better episodes first. I literally think like what you saw was what they filmed in the order that they fucking filmed it. Like, like it feels like that level of like, yeah, just we don't think out nonlinear like at all. <laughs> it's just like this. We brought this family in; they went first, so they're first on the show. And it's like someone should have said, "Like they fucking suck." <laughs> People are going yeah. to turn this shit off. That mom is the worst. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, so I will look for the episode with flight attendants, and if uh-huh. that one does not suck my soul directly out of my body um, within the first ten minutes, then. I might watch yeah. another one. I, I would not stump ever to make people watch this show. I realize the garbage slash brilliance that it is. So, you know, like y'all remember Wipeout? It might still mm-hmm. be on the air. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck yeah. knows? But like, you know how like all the all the commentating on mm-hmm. Wipeout just gets they're all doing they're all doing summer so comedy fucking... movie trailer voice. Like yes. that's gotta hurt. Yeah, <laughs> that's, it, that's it's so fucking tiresome yeah. <laughs> after the first like two episodes. But you continue watching until you have seen all the different ways somebody can bounce off of a twelve foot ball and hit their head off of another twelve foot ball before falling twelve feet into a you know pool of water. This was too much for me to even like enjoy the Schadenfreude of watching these people like bonk their heads on stuff. Mm-hmm. But. Um, I'll I'll give the flight attendants episode a shot and and we'll see. Okay, we shall see. So, who has something else? Uh, <laughs> I do. Want you to like my comeback? Come on, it's a comeback in. It's a works for anywhere kind of segue. Yeah, just drop that it. in. I love it. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's fine. A, it's a catch-all seg. Uh-huh. You know, keep going. it's, it's got to happen. Um, yeah. First, I don't know why, but Jen wanted to watch Great Gatsby the Baz Luhrmann one from like six or seven years ago with Leo mm-hmm. and Toby Maguire <laughs> and Carrie mm-hmm. Mulligan. Uh-huh. And it's famous for that gif. Yeah. Yeah. When that showed up, I'm like, man, I've seen that gif. <laughs> and that's like half an hour into the movie. That is like literally the first time you see him in oh. the movie. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, yeah. It kind of just solidified two things for me is, I could not give a shit about stories about rich assholes and I could not give a shit about the filmmaking of Baz Luhrmann because like Moulin Rouge and this, I'm like, I appreciate what you're doing guy. Like it, 
auteur, all that stuff. Like you, you have your thing, you're doing it. You're going to force it in whatever you're doing. And some people are going to love it. And people like me are going to be like, no, thank you, sir. Let's move on. And <laughs> yeah, that, this, it, that was definitely my reaction to the whole thing. And um, it's interesting that I know that movie was like at, like just at the tail end of the height of 3d. Cause I'm pretty sure it was filmed in 3d because there are scenes in there that are just like, Oh yeah, you're like, like this stuff in the foreground is way too in focus to be not, you know, 3d imaged basically. And the way that they transition between people sometimes is just like, Oh yeah, this is definitely shot for 3d. And it just makes everything look weird, <laughs> weirder than it would just for being a Baz Luhrmann movie in general. But this one, like, like Milan Rouge, the soundtrack does kind of work because it's kind of adapted to work with what they're doing. Whereas this one does not at all. And it's not even like timed correctly. Like 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 a party scene where they got music and there's people dancing and stuff. And it's just like, you just picked a song and dropped it in. Like it's not working with what you're doing. Like uh, the, the Is proper it like music. Modern music? Yeah, it's like modern hip hop tracks. Oh, like weird. J- there's like Jay Z stuff, and it's just like he does that. Yeah, and that that's like his thing, I guess. But it it just it it doesn't work in this one because the songs he picks doesn't add and don't add anything to the scenes that they show up in. And yeah, it, it is. And the other thing is like, I mean, I I barely remember the novel from when you know everybody had to read it in eighth grade or whatever, and just kind of like. <laughs> the way it ends is just kind of like, Oh, all right. Like, like I, it, like it may have been a big dramatic thing in the twenties, but nowadays you're like, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've kind of heard that story a billion times now already and whatever. And yeah. And Toby McGuire just doesn't work in that movie either. Like he is a bad choice to be, you know, you're kind of your, your audience cipher. He just doesn't blend well with it. And, yeah, there's just there's so many things like stylistically, if if you're on board with that, it's going to work. But like me, I was like, nope, absolutely not. Nope. And you could also do the old sport drinking game, of course, because Gatsby ends almost every sentence with it throughout the entirety of the movie. And it's it's kind of sad that like Leo's actually doing like good work in what amounts to just crap around him, <laughs> you know, and. But I, 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 it's tough for me to think of a movie that Leo doesn't turn in at least a committed performance in. Because, I mean, there's plenty of movies that he's in that I just don't like at all. Like Shutter Island, I'm not a fan of at all. And this one, too, is just... But it's like, yeah, he's good in it. He's I'm guessing surrounded Romeo by crap, but he's good in it. It's probably on that list as well. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen that one, so... Yeah. He's and it's Baz Luhrmann again, all the things. Right? Yeah, he's, he's good in pretty much anything. It... You I just mean, don't I'm, get that. You don't get like him cashing a check because he only works like every three years or so. Mm-hmm. I kind of want you want you to watch the Romeo and Juliet one because I like I want to see how many things we can stack against you liking a movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm feeling like that's almost like a perfecta, you know, like <laughs> you know, like you call all eight eight horses in a row, like because <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I mean because I don't think you give a shit about Shakespeare. You don't like Bos Lerman, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a bingo right there. <laughs> yeah, I got John Leguizamo in it. So, uh huh. Yep. Doesn't yeah. it have hip hop though? It does it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. it. 
It does, but it's like, isn't it like, you know, people still speaking with basically a direct translation of oh, yeah. the original they're, they're straight up Romeo and Juliet. saying Romeo and Juliet. It's just in like, you know, South Beach, California or whatever. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Venice Beach, like California Romeo, because... thou art a villain and that sort of shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Venice Beach. Wow. That would make more sense because yes, it's where it takes place. I, yeah. I would guarantee you would not get past the gas station scene. <laughs> is that right. that at the first scene? Yes. Yes. That's the, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's the very first scene. That is where I, sitting in the theater, was like, oh, no. <laughs> Absolutely uh, see, not. I, I, am so, I am so 100% on board with that movie. So. so is that just going to be like I'm sitting in the hospital bed going, I've made a horrible mistake? Yeah, pretty much. I just, like I said, I, I'm trying to think there's probably some other ones, other things that would pop up. You'd be like, uh-uh. But. Yeah, but, but I mean, that's the thing is like I know already, like I like – you know, I know that Spike Lee's style, though, you know, is often imitated and very well respected is not for me. Yeah. I, I don't like how he makes his movies. Um, I'm, I can only assume the Safdie brothers are the same way where it's like, I don't like what they've done. <laughs> and Baz Luhrmann is just like that. It's like, yeah, you can tell me Moulin Rouge is great, but I'm not. That doesn't mean I'm going to like it. So, but I, I respect what all those directors do because it's like. You know, just like I was talking about with Old Guard. It's like, yeah, that Old Guard's just some generic ass shit, but at least they're not putting out generic ass shit. They're doing something interesting and trying, but it just it's doesn't click with me. So hmm. Well, speaking of movies that don't click with Mackie. Yeah. Um I watched I had a, a Paul Verhoeven double feature uh, this weekend because I like both- him. Both Total Recall and Starship Troopers are on Netflix. Nice. And, uh, Starship Troopers doesn't uh, doesn't click with Mackie, according to what I've read on the internet. It, okay, it, let me. <laughs> I know that. Uh, let's preface this with Mackie gets it. I get it. It's been twenty <laughs> years since I've watched it. I need to watch it again. Uh, yes, I think you he should. needs to know more. Yeah. Um, I have always loved Starship Troopers. Um, I remember like that was one of my first like going out with my friends movies like i went to the movies in my friend's car without my parents like i think i was maybe 16 15 oh. 16 something like that how did you get into the movie very easily <laughs> i went the up beard and fools oh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it looked exactly like this when i was 15 oh, okay um but uh but yeah just like very early independent movie going experience. And I realized it had been a while since I'd seen total recall, which had been staring at me as I scrolled through Netflix. Um, Cause I was at my dad's house and had nothing, literally nothing else to do other than watch regular television, which is mm-hmm. a thing I'm not going to fucking do anymore. <laughs> no, no um, not ever again. No, like I don't, I don't want to get off on a huge, like anti-television anti-commercialism rant. But I will give you a little taste. Uh, every single fucking thing about television and about TV advertising is the absolute fucking worst, and I hate it. And I hope it dies. And when it does, I will post the little Snapchat hot dog ob- over its grave, and I will dance. <laughs> Fuck everything about TV right now. Um, Word. I, so I, I probably see the least amount of commercials out of anybody here because like i never have like tv on ever so i i think i got fed this one through peacock (laughs) 
point out because I still don't have a paid version of it or whatever commercial free version. But have you seen the Axe one that's like having like about social distancing and bullshit? Like I was like, mm-hmm. fuck you so hard. Like, <laughs> f- fuck you. Like, like it's going axe. back. What do you expect? Well, I'm saying like yeah. go back in time and fuck you. But like now it's just like seriously take a, that fucking axe to the middle of the face. Like just go away. Like don't ever ever <laughs> to make another thing. Yeah, I was yeah. just like I, I don't normally just get like immediately pissed off, but I was like, How fucking dare you like make this thing to show people while they're trapped in their houses and like really needing human contact and shit. And it's like, yeah, like, oh it'd be fun. Look, we got fake arms around each other to go on a date. And it's like, fuck you, axe. Like it's the only way I could be you know, I was social distancing with from anyone wearing axe before it was fucking mandatory, so you know, fuck you. <laughs> so so this episode brought to you by axe now. <laughs> <laughs> the, the best commercial i've seen on peacock so far uh-huh. was for peacock oh okay <laughs> they're running fucking ads for their own thing sure. oh so they're they're on the spotify model they're going to yeah. annoy you into buying the premium one i guess yeah i i honestly haven't seen that many ads and like i think i think you're right i think the things i have seen have been mostly like oh, check out peacock i'm like i'm fucking here <laughs> 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 like, 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 it's like walking to Arby's. Like, try the roast beef. I'm like, motherfucker. Like, I am in the door. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah you're, you're in the club. And they're like, only five dollars to get in. Yeah. It's like, I already paid. I'm, I'm here, man. Do you see me? I'm here. <laughs> we got titties in here. It's like, I'm inside the club, <laughs> staring at them right yeah. now. Yeah. The ad is on the titties. <laughs> they speak for themselves. House ads. What the fuck is wrong with house ads? Why do they? Why does everybody fuck it up? Well, anyway, if uh, you have YouTube TV, which I do, and you watch certain networks where they can't sell advertising, like to save their lives, like Animal Planet, mm-hmm, you will get mm-hmm. the, we'll be right back. Yeah. And it's like this little song that plays <laughs> that haunts me in my dreams because it'll play for like 90 straight seconds on some of those networks. It's like the Wii just like, menu music. Or... <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, God, I would rather listen to silence right now. Like, don't play this little song again. And <laughs> Yeah. yeah yeah commercials suck yeah yeah so, so anyway don't watch that don't suck don't watch television yeah, um, right uh things that don't suck total recall still fucking slaps i love dude, dude i love total recall so much it's so like, fucking good i'm glad there's been such a long it had been such a long time since i'd seen it because i forgot a lot of the stuff that happens in total recall and it's all fucking awesome um <laughs> Yeah, like I I remember the overall plot, but I kind of forgot the details of of how certain things get in certain places and um like the whole beginning where fucking yoked ass Arnold is has this job as a jackhammer operator like in random ass bit of Mars. I'm like, like the beautiful apartment and Beautiful apartment, beautiful wife, running a fucking jackhammer with all these other fucking schmucks. Wasn't nowhere. His, wasn't his coworker I, the guy from Sewer Shirk? Yes. <laughs> like, that's, what I, that's what I remember him from. Like, that's so stupid, but like, I should go like, oh, the guy from Total Recall. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, not nowhere Mars, nowhere Earth. Um, yeah. yeah. He has to get his ass to Mars. Because he has to get his ass to Mars. Right. Yes. Um, but then there are also things that I remembered that were even better than I remembered, like the hologram scenes. I didn't realize that hologram thing went on for like 
I don't know, five minutes, five or six, seven minutes, the whole hologram in the, um, in the reactor area thing. Like mm-hmm. that, that goes on forever, not forever, but for a significantly longer time than I thought it did. Um, mm-hmm. And all of the little side characters in the, um, in the, in the bar in Venusville, mm-hmm. um, all of those little freaky, weird looking people. I mean, I remembered the lady with three tits, but you know, of course you, you did. You, you <laughs> cannot forget that. You don't really um, need an advertisement. It's right there. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just, a just a whole bunch of stuff that I, that I, it was almost like I was experiencing it again for the first time. Um, and it it's delightful. So so many of the effects hold up really really well um, because so many of them are just straight up practical effects. Um, there's some digital ish effects that are still fine. Um, I think watching like a digital projection of it on a big screen would likely really diminish the quality of that because I think it only I think it works a lot better on on film but um yeah fucking magnificent if you haven't watched total recall in a while it's really fucking good go watch total recall um i love that that's the movie ronnie cox was talking about in that action documentary we watched where he was just like look at this shit look at this cheap ass shit (laughs) (laughs) this movie fucking sucks fuck you ronnie cox (laughs) he didn't mean it in a bad way he was just when they were filming it, he was like, "My God, this is going to be the worst piece of shit ever." Yeah, I mean, a lot of those sets he are, was are wrong. A lot of those sets are very minimalist and like sparsely designed for like only yeah. one shot. So, like, you know, like I could see that yeah. walking onto a set and just be like, "Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah." But that was also yeah. the movie. They flew them all down and on uh, made him fly coach. Oh, <laughs> to yeah, get, oh. to get to the set, and he was like, "The hell, I'm Ronnie Cox." Well, wasn't it? Was that a Carol Co. movie? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that was like right before they were basically running out of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God. It, it just, yeah. I, I love that they have the two the two weeks thing. I wonder, that's another one that's just like, yeah, this is a gif everyone's seen now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, they, they, there's so much good stuff in that movie. And there's so many good side characters in there. Like Benny is great. And Benny like, is awesome, and, and just like um, his, Johnny Cap. It, yeah, yeah, Johnny Cap. But his new girlfriend's reaction after she finds out who Sharon Stone was, like they're like they're just so many good things in that movie. I love that. That I'm not sure if it's that or like Terminator or Terminator Two. That's my favorite Arnold movie, but it's one of those three because Total Recall is way the fuck up there. Predator. Man, yeah. a predator! T- God damn! Yeah, <laughs> that's my top one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I watched Commando recently. Did I talk about that? Commando is fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That I think I did talk about that because that was shortly after we mm-hmm. had watched the um, the, the documentary. The, yeah, mm-hmm. it really made me want to rewatch Commando. The last <laughs> I just had yeah, that the biggest selling point of that documentary is hey, we should probably watch Commando again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, you should is watch... it on a streaming service? You no, know, I don't know. Mm. Should be, but probably. I don't not. think I watched it on a <laughs> streaming service. I think I watched it on Aplex. Um, 
That's a streaming service of a different sort. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so I had watched Total Recall and I was like, man, Paul Verhoeven, pretty awesome. Uh, I decided to watch Starship Troopers because I fucking love Starship Troopers. And um, hey, guess what? Starship Troopers still slaps. Also has Michael Ironside. Um, also mm-hmm. has a lot of good practical effects and um, digital effects that hold up surprisingly well for a movie that was released at that time. Um, again, probably not going to stand up to like the scrutiny of digital projection on a, uh, what does that say? You're it says Max. Commando and it's on HBO Go. Oh, oh nice. Yep. Cool. Might not Sorry. stand up to digital projection. No, you're fine. Um, might not stand up to digital projection on a big screen, but on a regular TV, it looks fucking great. And I'm not going to say that, that Starship Troopers is like especially poignant political commentary right now, even though it is, but it's always especially poignant political commentary. Um, I, yeah, I think it's, it's kind of evergreen in that way. Just because, yeah, I think every decade there's stuff. some yeah. some bullshit that you can that you can draw an analogy to um, with Starship Troopers. Um, also, Dizzy was always the right choice. Mm-hmm. Stupid Carmen, even though like that era Denise Richards, I am always one hundred percent in love with. I just. Carmen is bad. Like Carmen, the character is a bad choice. Yes, Carmen, Dizzy. the character is a bad yes. choice. Um, Dizzy, the character is is the right choice. But also, and I've one hundred percent Dina Meyer. Also, one hundred percent in love with Dina Meyer for for most of the entire time that she's existed. Um, but I don't know what else to to really say about Starship Troopers because it just works. The score. Um, and it, Jens loves this score, so uh, I'm sure he'll uh, I'll, he'll be excited for me to say something about the score. Um, <laughs> it's fucking amazing. It is perfect for what it is. It's also a type of orchestral music that I really love, which is fuck everything else. Let's get all the brass in here, and it's going to be nothing but like huge, big brass, you know, brass hits, swelling brass. Everything brass, just nothing, nothing but fucking tubas and trumpets and French horns, and they're all on eleven. And and who cares about anything else? We might get a drum or two, but fuck a flute or a violin. We don't need them. Just just blast me into space. Is this American um, Pie now? <laughs> <laughs> fuck a flute. <laughs> fuck a flute. Blast me into space. Yes. Yeah, was put that, that on my that, tombstone. Who yeah, did the music? Why can't I not find this on IMDb? Composer, that's what I was looking at. I thought it's it was Basil Doris. Yeah. Okay, Paul I thought Doris, it was yeah. him. I just didn't want to speak out of turn and anger the soundtrack mm-hmm. lord out there, yeah. but I thought it was because, I mean, it's very Conan-esque. It's just like, fuck yeah, like, murder yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think once I mentioned that I had watched it in Discord, um, Jens was like, oh, Clendathu uh, dropped. It's one of my top five score pieces ever or something like that i don't remember exactly how he rated it um but yeah yen said you, some yen stuff yeah <laughs> yen's went yenzy about five it. goldsmiths five, <laughs> yes. nice um 
but yeah, if you ever have um, some shit to get into, uh, you should yell at your phone to play Clendathu Drop uh, and get yourself ready to do the shit. Yeah, I should just make a, like a nothing but like get pumped soundtrack with like that Pacific Rim thing, you know? Like, just, yes. just nothing like, you know, like fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. That might be bad. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't have any. Out, I don't have any outlet for that much energy right now. So oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. fair. Yeah, make an orchestral hype beast soundtrack mm-hmm. or uh, playlist. That yes. would be that'd be pretty good. Maybe we should start that project in the in the jam zone in our uh, Discord. We can start it. We won't have anything to do with it soon. But we can start it. <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll turn. We into, start a lot of things yeah. that other people get to take over. Right. Uh, we also start a lot of things that people run into the ground. But yeah, <laughs> eh. you like podcasts? Man. Yeah, yeah. Man. <laughs> Stupid piece of trivia. I realized that Starship Troopers was the first disc that I was ever rented by Netflix. Oh wow! How did you find that out? I just I remembered it for some reason. I remember that uh, that's why I never had a copy of the movie is because I rented it, and I was like, eh, <laughs> eh. And I set the disc back, but I remember it. Like whenever I think of Star Trek, it's really dumb. But whenever I think of that movie, I think of it being in those little, you know, mylar sleeves—not mylar, but you know, Tyvek. That, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, that Tyvek sleeve that Netflix had. Man, what a world! And, I, and someone might... at my old work was still renting discs, like before I left this year. Like they were still like because every every Monday they'd have like two discs going back to Netflix, so they still had that plan somehow. To be isn't fair, that, isn't it funny that we're like knocking people for you? Still, I mean, like we used to drive to a store <laughs> and like get a thing, oh, and, we're, and we're now mocking people for still using. A, well, yeah, but this like delivery. Netflix felt like the future back then. Yes. I mean, holy shit, because it was just like, wow, I don't Anything. have to go anywhere to rent it. Like, I just have to wait a couple days, and they'll mail it to me. And then, like, what? And it was like the lottery too, because it was sure. like, well, what do they send me next time? I don't know. They and then it eventually put things on a list, but yeah, yeah, and then it eventually became all right. Here's thing 199 from your list because <laughs> yeah. literally everything above it is rented. Well, that was GameFly. I don't know about. I never really had that issue with Netflix. So oh, Netflix Game... did the same thing. Did yeah. they? Okay, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. maybe I didn't stick around. I think I, I basically think got Netflix in. Like was super popular. Like when it, I think they they took on a bunch more users than they than they could handle. And so for a while, it was like that. It was like, hmm. it wasn't know, as I was bad always, as Gamefly, but... I was probably already re- always running stupid shit that was never out of stock. Because, like, I would just... Mm-hmm. I would plow through entire series. Like, I mean, I watched probably about 40% of The Sopranos via Netflix disc back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, until it started being like, hey, just turn it on. It's over here. <laughs> you know, that's but, how uh, I watched Doctor Who for the first time. Huh? That, oh, that's, that's how, how you... I watched the modern Doctor Who. Oh, movie. okay. Wow, even that late? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I guess I'm, that about checks Get, it. Getting discs from Netflix. Yeah, but I watched like all of like Star Trek Deep Space Nine shit like that back then. You know, just be like, mm-hmm. I had like this weird system of like, all right, if I finish this disc, I already have the next one, and like, I'll take. I know it takes two days to get the other one back, and you know, like time it out where it was like. Had the, the best yeah. thing that Netflix ever did was when they entered with a partnership with the post office that the post office would scan it the second you gave it to them. Yeah, never. Worked. So it would count as returned the second you handed it to a yeah. clerk. That worked for that- about a week, I think. Oh, before it worked the, for a while. Before the before the post office broke it, it was never Netflix's fault. It's just like, no, like no. another machine we have to put this through. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they just put it in line and, with all the in the conveyor like, belt, sure, but with all the regular mail, like it was just like, okay, if you just clamp that on right there, then uh, everything will be fine. But yeah, yeah I Netflix 
the discs thing is still a good service because you get yeah everything like they've got all the movies like mm-hmm. it's, they don't have the weird um it's like fx they have the movies uh-huh, they um, do. this segment brought to you by fx they have the movies um <laughs> now on hulu <laughs> but they don't have um they don't have the restrictions and all the streaming right bullshit that mm-hmm. they have to go through for the discs yeah. they just have them um what I was the I... dumb thing they were going to become quickster yeah oh, quickster flickster flickster was something else that was what yeah. was flickster flickster no, actually exists quickster quickster yeah, quickster was the netflix main but what was flickster is that that's something that still exists i think that's still a thing oh yeah was that yeah. one of those like movie tracking things like i think I it's i think it's like a digital code redemption thing Okay. All right. I think it's one of those. Oh, things like there. a like a ultraviolet thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. An American social networking movie website for discovering new movies, learning about movies, and meeting others with similar tastes in movies. Oh, so Letterboxd. No. Maybe the, maybe actually the good people are there, and all the people on Letterbox are the worst people. So maybe Flixer is where the quality shit is. <laughs> people not I'm just gonna, going I, like. I'm gonna say. I no. saw this movie. <laughs> Five hundred thousand likes. <laughs> Thanks for the yeah, poignant I, I, review. Yeah. Yeah, letterbox sidetrack. I bitched about like the number one review for which they emailed me like in my letterbox weekly email mm-hmm. was uh, like a guy who watched Palm Springs said Hulu. I really liked this movie. <laughs> it had like seven hundred thirty nine likes, and I'm like, what the fucking shit? And it turns out he's like a an actual director who's done stuff, you know, who's done stuff for like a twenty four and all that, and it's like. Okay, so it's basically a bunch of sycophants that just follow him and then go, okay, like, like, and comment, wow, I'm so glad you liked that movie. I did too. Arr! You know, like. <laughs> we should hang out. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's like, guys, he's not going to fuck you. You don't need to, like, <laughs> you might. don't need to do this. Ah, <laughs> a bunch of movie simps. Yeah, I mean, fuck Simpsons hell. movie? Check out yeah. my new podcast, moviesimps.com. <laughs> Yeah, and the number two is like a uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine slash How I Met Your Mother one line joke, and it's like, all right, yeah, typical letterbox there. And then the number three was a guy who's like, well, I was almost cast in the movie, and I forget he's like internet famous. Uh, well, he was like a writer for Good Place and some other stuff, so he's like an actual dude, and he actually had a review at least that said things about the movie, and not mm. just like I watched it on Hulu and I liked it. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, Letterboxd, come on. Mm, Quit sucking. It's a shame that, like, Letterboxd, the website, like, all the framework, how it works and everything, is really pretty good. Mm -hmm. I have a few quibbles, but Letterboxd, the community, is bullshit. I wish you could block or mute people. Like, just give me that, that ability, and Letterboxd would be perfect for me. Because there's plenty of people who, yeah, that's I'm fine with that. It's great, but like, there are plenty of people who like, and I just don't get it. But like, people just like, oh God, love their reviews. Like that fucking Todd Gaines guy. My God, like it's just like one sentence, like gunfights, (laughs) guy drives a car, blah blah blah, and it's like it's all just like random crap and it's like he he reviews all the same shit we do so his stuff comes up constantly and i'm always like why the fuck do you people like this like ugh. maybe he's like baz Luhrmann. i don't know i don't get it it's probably it 
But anyway, yeah, it's just I, I, I don't understand the kids and why they like things on Letterbox the way they do. They're stupid. <laughs> People are idiots, Word. Leslie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, speaking of idiots, <laughs> I want to yeah. admit that I'm one by admitting that I like a movie that I probably shouldn't like anymore, but I watched it recently and I still do. I don't know where I, I said I said a line out of the movie and then I was like, what what the fuck did I just quote? And I had to do that backtrack of thing I've said for 20 plus years where I was like, I don't even remember what movie that's from. And it's fucking the first Ace Ventura movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I just decided to watch it because I feel like that's one of those things that Jim Carrey's always been a weird wave. You know, like it depends on when you catch Jim Carrey's fame as to whether people love him or hate him. And I feel like it keeps coming and going, coming and going. And I, I never know what the temperature in the room is on Jim Carrey, but that's about as Jim Carrey as you can possibly have. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the best, the most Jim Carrey you can have. Most people would say the mask, but I, I argue that it's like, it's not the same when, you know, it's digitally enhanced and all that. Like this is the most like fucking psychotic Jim Carrey. You can see is the two of Ace Ventura movies, you know? Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, I hate to admit it. I still fucking laugh at yeah, so much dumb shit. One is, is funny as fuck. Dude. I mean, the, the entire ending is extremely, extremely problematic and not only yeah. just from like a modern standpoint of like gay panic shit but like why they were like you know what people are going to remember years from now is if we like go all in on a long parody of the crying game like that's that's a weird crying game parodies were huge then but I'm yeah, saying, it was it's... only like a year later uh, yeah i just i mean like that's a that's a weird thing like i i, I feel like crying game is now like super problematic in and of itself just like the whole premise of that but i mean it's like mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like that that's just a weird thing to like for a movie that's not about parodies to just be like you know what if like our third act hinges on being direct parody and that's so weird like that's that's the strangest thing about that movie but it, and it's not the plot of the movie that works it's it's little dumb shit he like improvs he was doing like the thing, one of the things that makes me laugh the hardest is when he's in the party and it's not like the who do not go in there bathroom scene. It's when he's walking through the party and the, the like the five piece orchestra is just playing and he just grabs the bow of the violin guy and just suddenly <laughs> as he's walking by, he's just like, dun, 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 and he's like, <laughs> and just keeps walking by and it's so fucking random and kind of in the background. And it's just, it's beautiful. <laughs> and yeah, I, I, I just wanted to apologize because like, I feel like in watching this now, I'm like, I feel like... <laughs> Everything I've said wrong about people that like earnest movies, I, I have no excuse for liking Ace Ventura. <laughs> it is the same lowest common denominator bullshit humor. And I, and, and I feel bad that it's like, I'm just like, you're stupid if you like earnest movies, but I like this. And so I, who am I to judge? Well, because they're the same. In the second baseline. one, still one of the funniest things I've ever seen is when he's climbing out of that rhino. I I. I don't think I've ever laughed harder than I did in the theater watching that happen. Well, I, I was going and to watch so the sequel. It's so stupid. It is. I, I was going to watch the sequel, but like that's one that I, I think people hate even more for some reason, <laughs> just by and large. So I, I don't know why. But I've always liked uh, Pet Detective 2, whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. Um, when Nature Calls. Back in the Habit. Um, nuns on the Run. Um, Chicago. But like... <laughs> It's it's so weird that Jim Carrey is a funny dude. Like he's weird, um, but he's like an honestly funny dude. But what makes his movie stuff good is his physicality and his timing. Not his like, not his jokes, but the physical stuff is the fucking best. And in Ace Ventura, he's 
even though the mask is more like more of the outrageous clamoring mm-hmm. Jim Carrey, like his physical comedy in Ace Ventura, the way he moves, the way he sort of whips his head around. Yeah, it's all pure. It's himself. Not, nothing's enhanced. It's just, yeah, that's it's just him. It's so fucking good. Um, like him leaning out of his car when he's had the windshield shot to shit and just his face when he does that and the how like snappy his movements are like and then and then too when nature calls like that whole um crawling out of the rhino scene is absolutely dependent on him doing the dumbest shit in the world with his face and arms Mm -hmm. when he's first squeaking out of it it's Uh it's I just, I just remember the other magical. thing that, that makes me laugh incredibly hard at Ace Ventura 1 is, again, I don't know if this is, if this was mic'd on the set, that's amazing, or if it was enhanced in, with, you know, sound effects later, but when he is doing the other problematic thing of acting mentally challenged when they go to the asylum, so he can do the, the is, like, he does the, like, it's halftime thing and goes over to that bench and just goes, time out, coach, and just goes whack on that bench so hard that the sound that it makes is just, it's it's almost like the Futurama, like, you know, limbo crack. It's like, it's that good of a sound effect. Like, it's just like, holy fuck. <laughs> like, either he just was like, I don't, I won't, I don't care if I break my nose, I'm going to do this. Or like I said, it's, it's enhanced because it is loud as shit. <laughs> yeah. And that just makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I... I think your your premise for this was that you quote it but all the time. I, I do. Um, well, the main thing was I realized that it, it's a it's a thing I've said for so long that I, I honestly forgot the how, where to attribute it, and it's just it's the walk in, and it's and it's like come to me, my jungle friends. Yes, <laughs> I say that all the fucking time when I walk yeah. in, like the, and the cats start surrounding me. I'm just like, <laughs> and I've just said it for years, and I was like, where did I fucking get that from? I thought it was like you know. <laughs> some Tarzan movie or jungle book thing. Or something. Mm-hmm. I was like, Nope, it's fucking Ace Ventura. I mm. always think about the, um, the sliding door. Whenever mm-hmm. I have a sliding glass door in my hand that yep. moves smoothly, I think about that scene in the apartment. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I think it's just, it's, I think I, I fully attribute it to just being the, that right age of like, you know, we, it, it, it's all generational. Like we grew up in like that, you know, nineties, we're extreme. We can do and say whatever, blah, you know, and it's just like, 90s comedies got pretty gross and shit and and i i can't apologize for him but it's like i have a super soft spot because like that's where i was 18 to 20 you mm-hmm. know getting to watch the shit and like not caring anymore and i'm not saying it's like it's some hard r movie it's just like going back it's like wow that all you know settled you know that all hinges on like some gay panic like cross-dressing <laughs> transsexual stuff here okay cool like that's fantastic <laughs> like mm-hmm. yeah but yeah so it's it, like I said, I just I'm just apologizing to the earnest. It is my earnest apology <laughs> <laughs> to the fans of earnest. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. <laughs> so, Chuck. Yeah. Do you have I, something? Yeah. Just real quick. There's a movie on uh, Amazon Prime called American Hero. It's like a low budget Hancock, but better than that sounds. Okay. Oh, like an, I'm sorry. Like an indie kickass. <laughs> yeah, like I, that. I almost did a spit take because I, I was, I almost made a, a mid-budget uh, kickass joke when he was talking when he was doing the Ellen Page, like where, <laughs> where the old guard was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, that joke's just too old, but <laughs> it was in my head. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you saying a 
different size, different budget Hancock. Sorry, got me. Yes, it's it's. I mean, you read the premise and you go, "Wait, this is Hancock," and kind of is, but lower budget. It's just a nice movie. It's Stephen Dorff, Eddie Griffin. Huh. And what's the name of it? American Hero. Is it a Hulu original or no? No, no, no. Okay. It's, it's right. a low budget movie that's that's one of the millions of movies on Prime. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I got digging in. Like Prime's really good if you want some weird ass shit. Like, I mean, they just they've got some like they picked up libraries of just like those things that used to get dumped to DVD with like no menu whatsoever. Just like put the disc in and it starts auto playing two hours of whatever weird shit. Like that uh-huh. is all on Amazon Prime. Like, because I got digging in there like all those like old like uh, you know mental hygiene type films and you know like are on there and old ass weird commercials with celebrities. It's <laughs> just they're. There's a treasure trove of that kind of weird shit on Prime. I, I discovered. Yeah, that's that's the good thing about Prime. Prime seems to be the dumping ground for the kind of weird shit that we would totally be into. And um, there's podcast fodder galore on Amazon Prime. So, if we ever get to podcast again in the same room, <laughs> bet on Amazon Prime being a, a source. <laughs> so, all right. yeah, that's that's all I got. Watch Watch American Hero. It's it's just a nice movie. Okay. Did we did we reach nice. the end somehow? I think we reached the end. I think we sure. have nothing more to say about movies ever. No more no more variety. Mm-mm. We had a pretty good variety shit. this episode. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you liked this podcast and you would like to know more, check us out at bmfcast.com. Uh, that's our website. We have stuff there, um, including buttons that you can click, which will take you to other places where we have stuff. Like patreon.com slash bmfcast, where we have things that will take your money um, <laughs> because it isn't free to do this. So give us some money for it. And you'll receive content and, you know, uh, okay. you know you'll get oh, content yeah. out of it. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Give us like a dollar a month, please. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. BMF at bmfcast.com if you want to email us. Also, the Garfield phone is still. Uh, it, is still in operation. So 9105 Jocks BMF or 9105569263. Um, you can leave a voicemail for us through Garfield. Yep. Garfield is at least six feet away from me right now. We're, we're yeah. good. You should get a mask for Garfield. Yeah. He hates mask days. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get out of here, shall we? That's... Sure. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Banffcast. Uh, out variety out yeah (laughs) (laughs) bye I don't know how to do this anymore okay last one to kill a bad guy buys the beer